Levac and Gaza to Tech East Tuesday, live from the Tech East uh, Fire and Water Restoration Studios right here on Central Avenue. And uh, we've already had quite the show. It, uh, it rained. Then there was some sun. An old man got off a bus and, and crossed the street. I mean, it is. When I pulled in here today, guys, there was a family of deer grazing across the street it was it was wonderful and i don't know what it is that's wrong with me how i'm wired but i looked up and the mother deer looked at me and i said what the are you looking at you bitch like i couldn't help myself i was angry i was angry at her that she got to go frolic in the in the in the 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 grass and i had to work i was angry i was angry all this happened before i got here i I, I had a key situation where again my wife who i love dearly is hiding her keys for me so i can't drive away and leave the house um is that really what happened and mm, my version that's what happened she so doesn't what, have a microphone so haha but i do and oh. i like her better than you um <laughs> you just were looking in the wrong bag correct yeah wait was. so you took her car no you she, take your car it was more embarrassing she was trying to drive the baby rex around and he wasn't going to sleep so she had to walk in find the keys then I had to take a walk of shame. She said, did you look in my bag or the diaper bag? And then I drove off in shame and complained about it to start off the show. Nice. All right. Very good. As long as we, as long as we know what's going on here. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, it is the Tech East Tuesday. Coming up today's show, uh, very about 5 o'clock, Tom Hannafin is going to join us from Impact Wrestling. Impact Wrestling coming to the Albany Armory both Friday and Saturday. It is their, uh, their pay-per-view, their biggest one of the year on Friday. And then the fallout from that pay-per-view, on Saturday, Saturday, Brandon Cisse, Mac and Jack, um, like all the Empire uh, people, going to be hanging out, having a good time, taking pictures in front of the ring with the trophy. So, as I'm needed at this moment um, in the blue and orange, I, I'm I'm here, and because uh, Jordan Grace is hot, so hot. She's what's known as a muscle mommy. Can, can we that out? Yeah, can we add more to that? Uh, is there any chance more Empire people or? Members of the team will How be there. How many more do you need? What about you and I? Well, no, we, yeah. Oh, yeah, you no, and I we, will be there. Yeah, okay. we're not. I mean, do we, I said I'd be there. I, I didn't know you mattered. <laughs> I didn't know you were a thing. I want to get in yeah. so bad. I've been asking Levesque since the moment I saw the impact. I was like, how can I get there? Do you need a sign to be held up? Do you need some work security? Can I just walk? So, again, I will plead to do. I missed AEW. I'm sure Hannafin's going to be mad. I mentioned a competitor there. But I want to be a part of a show here in the Capital Region. There's so much fun. There's such diehard pro wrestling fans. Impact. Somehow, some way, I might be just handing out ice cream at Impact. I just, it, it's one of those moments where you said security, and my first impulse was to laugh at the thought of you playing security. Like and I said, playing, um, patting the person down. Yeah. Just like that meme, the gif, right of the well, old you guy. You are you are extremely protective. Like the first time we did, like a one of the one of the first times we did a, like a, a non traditional live broadcast was at a haunted house in a mall. <laughs> and like Gaz is out in front of me, like every look out the back, they're over here, they're there, they're there, and like something smells terrible. That was me, I farted. Um, but like you are very, you're, yeah, you are very protective. So I, I can see you being security at this event. I can oh, see it okay. working out. Okay. So so if it needs to be done, and you know. But then again, I also am going to have Brandon Cissé with me, so I don't really need you. That was my favorite thing. Uh, Heath and, and Jordan from Impact Wrestling came to the Empire offices, so I met him over there and everything. And you just see Cissé walking in and like, damn, he's big. I'm like, Wait, yeah, <laughs> big dude. Big dude, the captain. 
Brandon Cisse. So that'll be a lot of fun. We're excited about that. So 5 o'clock, Tom Hannafin is going to join us. Uh, we got your not-so-rapid recap coming up right after that. But I guess we should probably just talk about the the the, the, the football as it is, my friend, correct? I mean, like, Yeah, I think we need to lead off with the NFL teams because it is a rare time, and that's not a shot to the New York teams, that they all win. A little bit. The Jets, the Giants, the Bills, for the, what, the second time now we've seen it this NFL season where they all win the same week. The Jets, Giants, and Bills, all victors, all in very good games, exciting games for all these teams. I feel like, and I'm going to, start with the Giants. I think this okay. is where we're going to start with. I'm going to start with the Giants because of all those teams, this seems the most interesting of the three victories because Saquon Barkley, production-wise, has been the most productive running back in the NFL. Nick Chubb's in there. I know Jonathan Taylor got hurt. <laughs> but, but Saquon Barkley has done it. And how they won their most recent game against the Bears is it felt like Fran Tarkenton old school <laughs> football where you're running. You and I are watching this game together, right? The old naked bootleg with yeah. Daniel Jones, a little one back wing offense. If it's winning, it's winning. Right. It's not pretty. It's not going to go viral on YouTube. But I want to call it day ball. You know how you had like Beamer ball? I know that's so corny and I should hit myself with the buzzer. Nah, you know what? It's not day the worst ball. thing you've ever said. Okay. You know what I mean? You've established such a low bar that I I, <laughs> I like it. I think it worked out well. Um, no, and look, I think there's something important to to realize here too when we're talking about a Daniel Jones. Like, I know there's 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 a group of Giants fans who really want to see him become the man. And then there's a group of Giants fans who've already given up on him, and it's going to take a lot more than a couple wins and and you know some nice rushing yards for them to to say he's the guy and should be moving forward. But like in a 20 to 12 victory, I mean 71 passing yards as a team, 71 pass, 70, and then he had 71 passing yards. Passing yards, yeah, Lebeck. Yeah, uh, 71 passing yards. And 262 rushing yards as as a team, and I think that I think I think it's a mistake to negate those 71 passing yards, because I think if you look at that Giants wide receiver core, it's a who's who, and by who's who I mean who are they? Who, who is who? That's right. Yeah, uh, Kenny Galladay, one target, zero catches. <laughs> David Sill, still whatever the friggin' Sillis, whatever his name is, the fifth or whatever the hell his name is, one one catch for five yards on two targets. Richie James, one catch, nine yards. James, Darius no. Slayton, we have a Darius Slayton signing, one catch, eleven yards. Saquon Barkley, two catches, sixteen yards. Tanner Hudson, oh man, Tanner Hudson. That's just, don't act like you don't know who Tanner Hudson is. Does he work here? I don't. I thought he was named after Hudson River or something. I didn't know what to do. <laughs> and then the number one receiver on the game, three catches, twenty-three yards. Daniel Bellinger. Like this is this is the receiving core that he threw the ball to. So it doesn't really shock me that uh, Daniel Jones had almost as many rushing yards with sixty-eight as he did passing yards with seventy-one. In All this right, game. with as bad as those wide receivers are. As horrible as an awful as it is, well, I, 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 let's not let's not beat the people up because calling them horrible and awful would mean you knew who the hell they were. <laughs> I guarantee you that, with the exception of maybe Darius Slayton and obviously Saquon Barkley, if I trotted through this room here at Techie's Fire and Water Restoration, you know some of our techs who are out cleaning up, you know, flooded floods and fires, and those receivers, but I put them all in Techie's shirts. You probably don't get them all right. <laughs> You, yes, it's true. 
so so like like don't say mean things about them because they could they could sneak up on you. You'll never realize it's them. I felt like the right response is how the hell are they winning games? So that one's now easy, right? It's the right. defense and, and it's yep. Saquon Barkley. And Daniel Jones running. The biggest detriment is those wide receivers. And the story is already out here the last 24 hours that Odell Beckham Jr. has visited the Giants. Depending on who wants the clicks, some have said Odell Beckham Jr. was this just there to visit friends and to watch the game. Others have said, did you just hear that wide receiving core? LeVac listed off. Anybody's better. And Odell, maybe with one leg, might be better than these guys. And if you've been a Daniel Jones hater, I guess I'll put my hand up and been one. Hater. You got a big fat excuse to say, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. He's not good. He stinks. Look at his numbers. We ran through them all. But the pro Daniel Jones people, there you go. Who the hell is he throwing the ball to? Imagine if he right. actually has one, not two, one guy. And Brian Dayball, the new style of football, win scoring less than 21 points and questioning every week, how the hell did we do it? And the, the one thing I would say, like, obviously it doesn't matter whether or not you and I want Daniel Jones to be the quarterback. It doesn't, it means nothing. We, uh, you know, Merritt doesn't take our calls anymore or ever. Um, we could probably call him right now and tell him we're one of his wide receivers. He might believe us. The, the fact of the matter is, is does Dable start to like him? And if, the one thing that happened this week, not only did they win and did, you know, the, the dual threats of, of, of old Danny Dimes there pan out, for the first time, Dable kind of compared him obscurely to, to Josh Allen, which is, which is saying something because he has gone out of his way not to mention that. And he said, I trust Daniel Jones to run the ball. This is how we've done in the past kind of thing. Like kind of referencing how he's had success with that other guy who's pretty good. So like, but the, the fact that he was willing to even make that statement, either a major slip of the tongue or he's starting to buy in on the Daniel Jones stock. Oh man. That quote has been bothering me the whole week too. I knew, I knew you were going to bring up that quote too. And I need to have a strong take in response. I'm still struggling to figure out what the hell's in Brian Dayball's head. I don't know. I, I want, I feel like, and this is like a 50-50 submission. It was a slip of the tongue. Like, he just yeah. didn't mean to very, say it, and it possible. just happened. But, boy, I don't feel confident because he's that offense is not giving me any confidence. Like, I wonder if Dayball goes to sleep thinking, could you imagine if I actually hit a little bit better weapons? Like, a little bit more what I could have been able to do. I know he's missing Josh Allen, but I, it feels more like 2023. You know what? I know if, I feel like Giant fans listen to be like, look, you're 3-1. and one. Like, I know we're focusing on some right. of the negatives. You're 3-1. and one. Congrats to you. This is just going to be a storyline that hangs over this team. How much further can this team go? Because the glaring weaknesses of this team get bigger and bigger every single week. Yeah, but but again, I, and, and it's the Bears. It's not the '86 Bears. It's the Bears. But like you know, you you beat a Titans team that's shown you in weeks since they can still play football. You beat a Panthers team. Okay. You beat you, you, you lost to a Cowboys team that is playing pretty well, especially under Cooper Rush. But then you beat a Bears team. You beat them. Now you got to go to Green Bay. You got to host the Ravens. You got to go to the Jags. You got to go. You got to go to the Seahawks. You got some tough games ahead of you. What do you got to do? Split the the next four. They got to take two of the four. If you can be above, hmm, that's too far. I was gonna say if you can be above five hundred by the end of the month, but a five week five weekend October. That's very possible. I guess you have to. St- hmm. Honestly, you got to stay close to Philly, but you can get a wild card and win a few games. How about this? If you were above 500 the week before Thanksgiving, that's a hell of a season. Okay. Well, because, because I mean, here's the thing. 
you got to believe the Packers are going to be a heavy favorite. You got to believe that the the Ravens will be a heavy favorite. Now at Jags, I would assume at Jags will be at least a, at least a field goal favorite. You should be favored over the Texans. You should be probably on par with the Lions since it's at at MetLife. You get to the Cowboys. You don't know what they are. Then it's the Commanders. You know the. You, if you can get to that stretch of four games and not be completely upside down on these ones leading up to it, you could you could be in the playoff hunt. <laughs> you could be in, you could be in a postseason situation. All right, so the Giants could be in the playoff hunt. Are we as confident in saying that with the New York Jets? And no, the Jets beat uh, Pittsburgh. No. They're sitting close, same no. record, only get okay. No, all right, <laughs> no, no. So like, like, all right. I said I wanted to see what what Zach Wilson could be. Yeah, sure. He looks like he's in a boy band. He's doing the gritty when he catches the touchdown. That that dancing Mormon, he's something. I'll tell you. He was <laughs> exciting to watch. And and you can see like the team, you know, rallies around him. They they get fired up when he's out there. The, the this young offense works with him under center, but one touchdown, two interceptions, 252 passing yards, like not the greatest day. You got another injury on the offensive line. Like there's, there's some. It's, it's not. You know, it, I wouldn't call that like a coming out party. I wouldn't call that like Jets fans. I wouldn't be like, all right, we're busy in February now. No, but you, you kind of see where Big Game Bob was going with this. You know, I'm not sure who in the family of these respective moms left the show. The gritty by Wilson be like, oh, the electric slide's gone, huh? I can start using this at weddings now and showing off my moves. Oh, the kids are Why doing do you bring this. bring up moms when you talk about Zach Wilson? There's How a- many of his mom's friends went, oh, I've seen those moves. The American Pie movie's coming back. I saw reports of I saw just really, really? hot mom photos of young, stu- uh, young football fans. Like, look at my mom, Zach Wilson. Like, I don't know who's. The, the kids are not making that sign. Uh-huh. New York? Pittsburgh. Hey, we called this on Sunday. I called this. Yeah. I'll take this one. Right. Kenny Pickett got into the game. Kenny Pickett played. Trubisky was struggling. The offense didn't have it. Uh, Pittsburgh's roster building. That team is just nowhere close to other Steeler teams. But New York got it done. Some yeah. production on the outside. Corey Davis, uh, Jet fan. I don't know what. Uh, he's one of the best college receivers in the last 25 years. Talk about a roller coaster receiver. But he played really well in that game. The defense stepped up when it needed to make plays against quarterbacks. And I guess to our original question again, do you feel like the Jets are a playoff team? No, I also agree with you. You were a little quicker on your response than I was that that AFC is too loaded. Like these are great wins. New York's moving in the right direction. All the things we've talked about for this Jet team. Uh, Robert Salas, I uh, love some of the hype up speeches he's having. Like he is going viral with some of these talks about how they just got to get better. and They can be in the playoffs. They don't take losing. Blah, blah, blah. Good. Not good enough. But good right now for the Jets. Nice core young talent, though. That's right. So here's here's the uh, here here's the question that I would uh, I would pose to you: If you're Aiden Hutchinson, do you let your mom come with you on December 18th when you face the Jets at MetLife? Because she's very milfy. Very milfy. You have to, right? Well, <laughs> the distraction of the crowd. Zach Wilson's got that dog in him. Are you afraid that that dog gets, you know, in mom? You know He's got some good looking sisters. Can't they come too? Well, the sisters are phenomenal, but mom, like, that's a, that's a good looking family. That's a very good looking family. I'm just saying, the first time on Hard Knocks, they showed mom, I was like, look out. 
Zach Wilson could be anywhere. <laughs> Look out for that guy. Woof, woof. Got that dog in him. He got that dog in him. Uh, and the Bills. Can you, imagine, can you imagine if, like, Hutch is just taking these late hits, late he's just destroyed everybody. He's like, what the hell is going on? Oh, yeah, is that ZW hooked up with his mom. It happened. He got to her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That Mormon charm. I got nervous there. I was just barking like a dog, and people are in this building looking over yeah. what's going on over here. Gerald, Gerald, push out a window. He will. It's only the first floor. You'll be fine. Bills Mafia, congrats. You don't have to make an excuse that your team won this week Ooh. because they almost lost. No excuses are needed. Good. But I'll tell you, uh, Bills Ravens. The Ravens dominated most of that game. Yeah. They did. Lamar Jackson looked like an MVP. All the things you needed. This is one of these situations where I'm sure teachers and professors can relate to this. When you've got a really good student in your class and they get A's, A pluses, A minuses, they're the best student in your class, one of. And all of a sudden, a quiz shows up and they get an F. And you're like, have they been cheating the whole year? <laughs> they just got a test and they got like a fit. Something doesn't add. That is what happened to John Harbaugh at the end of that game. Great coach. Always wins in the preseason. Super Bowl champion. Ravens a great franchise. It hurts the inside of my skull to try to figure out. Simple math. Right? How dumb that was. Nathaniel Hackett's been the dumbest coach of the season. So, Bronco fan, congratulations. <laughs> Buddy Hackett. Oh, the guy from Denver. But that decision against Josh Allen yeah. and Buffalo with arguably the greatest kicker in NFL history mm -hmm. at home mm -hmm. to not take points. Mm -hmm. Well, Beck, that is a season-shifting decision just like we talked about with the Broncos. I can't even fathom or understand why Harbaugh was that aggressive. And I know in his career it's benefited before, but that is just flat out stupid. Because I had the over, I would have got it. That's that's what <laughs> okay. pretty much. Oh, that's what that's with that one. That whole game was weird because it, it was it was it was shot out of a cannon and then it just grinded to a halt. It was it was two very different games, but I do feel as though you are looking at the MVP discussion when you watch those two quarterbacks play against each other, like. The stats are, are are pretty pretty phenomenal. When you look at Allen's got 213 passing yards, touchdown, and a pick. Uh, you've got Lamar Jackson, 144 passing yards, touchdown, two picks on the ground, 70 yards and a touchdown for Allen, 73 yards, no touchdown for Lamar Jackson. But still, like the way these guys play is insane. And to watch them play against each other, like as much as I know we we you kind of need to see Buffalo versus Kansas City again, you know, to see if Buffalo can, like, get to the Super Bowl again, like, for the first time since the 90s, you know, kind of kind of break that curse of always being a lovable loser just to even get there. But, man, if you told me the AFC Championship game, I don't know if we're hanging out the hideaway, what we're doing, maybe we're right here at Techies, who knows? If you told me it was those two versus each other, I'm, I'm going to make sure I got my popcorn ready. That was my prediction preseason. Ravens Bills. Have that happen. How about me? Don't you want to have like a code though that the weather has to get changed when Mahomes, Jackson, and Allen, the combination of those teams. I don't want rain anymore. No snow, <laughs> no rain. Settings pregame hit sun. And I want the best of those guys every single time they play. But yes, those are the two best teams oh, in the it's AFC. It's kind of fun to watch them grind it out too, though. You're like, Dude. I mean, like, I would have liked it better if I bet the under, but... Devin Singletary's supposed to score, but he doesn't, so the Ravens are trying to let him, but then he falls down, and yeah. then fantasy football owners are screaming, don't blow this for me. And no, I, I, listen, it wasn't, it wasn't my favorite of all, of all things. Again, I had the over. But, uh, it, it, you know, 
there's something about having guys who can run and play the way Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson do in that kind of weather. J.K. Dobbins being back, he looked pretty good. Like there's, there's, it, it, that's going to be an exciting matchup. That the the rivalry of these young quarterbacks, Mahomes, Allen, Jackson, Allen Jackson. It was very. He's not really young, but. <laughs> He's, productive yeah he's efficient very, very good very good uh longevity to him as well um it's just i wasted away in margaritaville but it's um <laughs> it's 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 fun to see because like i remember being a little kid and you know you you, you get to that point where you can see the end for Marino, Montana, like all the Elway, all those guys. You're like, well, they'll never be quarterbacks like this again. And then all of a sudden, it's it's Manning and Brady and and, and Raplesberger, and you know, and you're like, you're like, you see see that, you know, you're, okay, well they're they're done. Well, then it's you know, Rogers is the bridge into Mahomes and Jackson and Allen. But like the thing that I'm seeing is, uh, and I, and I'll get into this a little bit later. Like, it's fun to watch these quarterbacks run a little bit. Like we're not like the the taboo of they might get hit seems to be out the window, at least for now until somebody gets really really hurt. So watching these quarterbacks who run at least enough to keep you honest, and then guys like those two who can like you know Josh Allen's going to be the leading rusher on the Bills at the end of the season. You know Lamar Jackson will be in the hunt for it, but hopefully he won't get it. But it's it's kind of. It's kind of fun. It's, it's fun in, to see. It's improving the product of the game you're watching as a fan. Yeah. If you compare the product of everything, maybe even to the NFL, the NBA, and Major League Baseball, it is a far more interesting product to seeing what you said. Mobile quarterbacks are going to run, throw, uh, take off, run guys. It's fun to watch those guys. All three of them we listed uh, in the NBA level. Some people think it's more fun to watch three-pointers get taken all over the place. Others might enjoy the days of Bill Lambeer in the 90s. I think that's more of a preference on that. And from baseball side of it, I think people love the home runs over a 2-1 final. Want to read that one? Ryan McCarthy. <laughs> By the way, Zach Wilson has more TD receptions than Kenny Galladay. This season, that is very true. That is very Cindy Lou who, yay! Good to see Cindy Martin. Um, oh, also, a reminder, Levac, you and I will be talking more football coming up this weekend. We are back at the Hideaway for Taps and Tees. For more information on possibly. that, check out the Hideaway. On, what, do you, what do you mean, possibly? Possibly. I mean, I know you'll be there. I can't. What? I know you'll be there. I just, you know, I'm, hopefully you will be there somehow, yeah, some way. Some... Eleven thirty to one. If we hope you get there. Thanks to our friends at Mohawk Honda. Ooh. Our friends will help you find a vehicle this fall. The weather is changing. The shorts have officially been put away. Eh. We are both wearing jeans during this. That's because they were clean. I would still be wearing shorts. I also had shorts on and just grabbed yeah. these. Very happy. Well, especially now you get the heated seats. Doesn't really matter. You know, That's right. you gotta have the heated seats. By God, it's Scott Moynihan's music. I hope that someone what walks in. Scott and... Moynihan's music could be. Like, is it just like a generic driving music? You know what? It's probably like death metal. Like, he just looks like this mild mannered, nice guy who really knows how to find your good interest rate on a, on a CRV <laughs> or a pilot. And then all of a sudden, like you get in his car, he's like, "Yeah, I'll drive you over to the vehicle." It's on the other lot. You get in, it's like, like he's, like, he's like, "Oh, this is my favorite one." Twenty twenty two. Met my wife to this song. What? <laughs> this is my... <laughs> what do you get in the vehicle? It's got what? And ask me those questions. <laughs> Glenville, New York. We will be back there on October twenty seventh. So mark that at GoslemMedia.com. Find yourself a new ride. Halloween. Shout out to everybody. Uh, Halloween event. You mentioned October thirtieth. Again, an event coming up at Glenville, New York, and Mohawk. Kinda. I'll be bringing. My Whoa. son there for that. It'll be a lot of fun. All that information you can find on their social media platforms. Nick and Nate always killing it over there. Check Nick's out Mohawk Honda. Torn ACL? Really? Yeah, he's got happen? one of those erector sets on his leg. Uh, he's a soccer player, apparently. 
There's a lot of things. That was like an old Mad Gabs right there. Yeah. Nick Mohawk Honda, soccer player, yeah. MCL. Yeah. All of it's true. I yeah. I feel like I should have known more about him working with. No, I, well, I stopped in to say hi to everybody, and Nate and I went to lunch because we're friends, and you weren't invited. Ooh. Um, and uh, you know, I saw I saw Nick sitting there with that big old erector set on his leg, and I was like, "What the hell did you do?" Yeah, I tore my ACL. I'm like, what? How? What? How did you do that? You like a rough rough lot walk? You're out shooting video on the lot? <laughs> you, know, you get a whole lot of accords in, freak your leg out? And he's like, "Nah, I play soccer." I'm like, "Yeah, that sounds terrible." That sounds terrible. Where they always go out of their way to please you. Yeah. Right. I don't know if all kind of Rick Johnson's going to help. Oh, okay, good. There you go. I'm still working. That's what I got to do. I, mean, I want it to be like the Kevin Nash thing. Hopefully people know that reference of the old gif where he's faking the leg injury that just stands yeah. up out of the wheelchair. Yep. I mean, he, uh, Kevin Nash, he's a special athlete right there. He was one of the top, uh, top high school basketball player in the state of Michigan. I did not know that. Yeah. Huh. That was, an, and uh, there, was a, there was a certain individual uh, named Magic there at the same time. Irvin Magic Johnson. I got correct. that one. That correct. one I knew. You are correct. Um, all right. We are here. It's uh, Techies Tuesday. Techies Fire and Water Restoration, tefirewater.com. A little bit of rain today. The weather's starting to turn. It was uh, back in 1987 that we had a blizzard on this day right here in the Capital Region. Speaking about weather, and I know Tom Hannafin's coming up here in five minutes to talk some impact wrestling. Happy Maybe to have him. Yeah. Happy to have him back. We haven't talked to him since Radio Row back in February. Nothing's really guaranteed, though. This isn't on our run. This isn't in, I believe it or not, we actually prep for this show. Uh, Bob Kovacic, right? The legend, yeah. speaking about weather, right? He's hanging it up. It's all done. They're naming streets after him and stuff. Yeah, I, that's a that's that's a mean thing to do, um, the street thing, because there's no way on God's green earth that any of your, your verbal GPS is going to be able to say Kovacic. <laughs> like, can you imagine? Siri can't say Levac. She can't say, like, can you imagine... Like you turn onto street, like, or she just said, can you imagine it's like, it, take a left on, oh, come on. Can I buy a vowel, like, street? I don't even want to say his name again. It. It's mentally playing games with me now. Kovacic? Kovacic. Kovacic. Just going slow. Let's call him Bobby. What a, what a long, impactful career, man. Good for him. Shout out to him. Everybody seems very happy with that. You Bobby. mentioned weather. He popped it in my head. Bobby. That's what I call him. Bobby. <laughs> I ran into him at uh, Hooters forever ago. I was at uh, I was at I was under the orange roof, and I looked over, and he was like holding court with a bunch of like his coworkers. And I was like, "Bye!" And he went, "Get away from me, weirdo!" That was, was pretty much how that how that whole thing. <laughs> running with a capital region legend. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, was, yeah. Okay. That's, that's pretty much. What it is. Speaking of legends, uh, we do have Impact Wrestling coming to the capital region, Albany Armory. It's going to be. Uh, Bound for Glory Friday night, biggest pay per view of the year for them, and then uh, the fallout on Saturday night. We'll be there, and the man uh, who we become friends with is Mr. Tom Hannafin. How you doing, guys? How how is everything going? Where are you now? Are you home? Yeah, I'm at home. Uh, I live now in Conshohocken, Pennsylvania, just outside Philadelphia. So I'm I'm really excited about this weekend shows because I can just drive up there. Except all the coastal flood warnings have gone on. So what I think was like a three and a half hour drive is probably not going to be like five and a half or something. So it's going to be a real adventure on Thursday. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> <laughs> but it'll all be worth it because Bound for Glory. Yeah. Like, so we've um we've been made aware that. My former classmate, Mike Quarter, the owner of Tech East and the Albany Empire's former classmate, Bobby Fish, now back with Impact. Oh, and I had no idea you guys were connected. That's cool. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So class, uh, well, I, I shouldn't say the class because when I look on his Wikipedia, he's two years younger than me somehow, even though we graduated together. Um, <laughs> I don't want to blow up his spot. But uh, 
he's he's back with you guys. So like we were we were all part of the group, and um, uh, Mike Corda, who's my boss, reached out to him, said, "How's everything going?" He said, "Mind your own damn business." So uh, you know, so we're all very close. <laughs> but uh, like, what what is so what is this match that that fish could potentially be in? So on Friday night at Bound for Glory, live on pay-per-view and Fight TV, Bobby Fish will be participating in the Call Your Shot gauntlet match. It is going to feature 20 competitors, both male and female. I think that's a really exciting part about this. The winner gets to call their shot for a title match of any impact title of their choosing anytime, anywhere. Now, I came from WWE. For those of you that might know WWE, this is similar to what the Money in the Bank contract represents, but this is still very different in the way that you capture it and that you have to go through, obviously, an intergender gauntlet match to get to it. It is uh, also similar to what Impact Wrestling does in regards to, for those that know Impact very well, the gauntlet for the gold. So you have multiple people getting involved in the match and you've got to eliminate people. And then it comes down to two competitors at the end and those two have to either pin or submit each other and then you get a winner. So I am really interested in this because if Bobby Fish shows up and say, as he has said, go after the Impact World Championship with the call your shot opportunity, he can do that literally anytime, anywhere. And that's a very different world for Impact Wrestling with Bobby Fish as champ. And the crowd going to be on his side. You hope the louder cheers in the capital region and everything else. I want to dive deeper into the match, but I don't for a broadcasting sense for you. Do you enjoy a type of match like that? Is it more challenging? Because even you described it, it's truly unique in the professional wrestling history of the world. Yeah, there's a lot of little things, you know, wrestling promotions tend to take from each other a little bit, but then you put your own unique spin on it. So I like that it's for any championship at, at any time. So, for instance, say you get a tag partner, you can go and do that. If you want to go after the X Division title, which has its option C clause, you can win that championship, maybe even go after the world title if you care about the 20 years of history behind the X Division title, or you can go for the world title or and then also having a multitude of women involved in this really changes things for the knockouts, uh, the knockouts world championship, the knockouts tag team titles. Don't forget about the digital media championships. So there's a lot of options. But for me as a broadcaster, it's very similar in uh, execution, I'd say, to Royal Rumbles, which the Royal Rumble is so much fun to call because there are definitely instances where there are certain competitors that get announced ahead of time. So you know they're coming out. You just don't know necessarily what order they're coming out. And then there's surprises, and there will be surprises this uh, Friday night at Bound for Glory. So I encourage everybody to check it out because you never know who could show up and then as a result win that call-your-shot opportunity can change the game. Tom Hannafin with us right now, and of course, uh, he'll be here uh, Friday and Saturday night at the Albany Armory. Uh, get your tickets now, impactwrestling.com, if, if there's any left even. And the, the digital media champion jumped out at me because I've, I've met, I met, you know, I met Jordan Grace. I met a couple of these people before, but the, the idea of digital media champion just screams nerd. Like, <laughs> say that to Jordan next time. Well, no, yeah, no. definitely say that to Jordan. Definitely say it to the current <laughs> champion, Brian Myers, because that would make me laugh. So he's right, a Long right. Island guy, so he he loved that. Yeah. Like, like, how do you, how do you get that one? The one who blogs the most from his mom's basement. <laughs> <laughs> no, we actually have full on wrestling matches for it. However, there's a, a higher frequency for those matches to appear all across digital media and not just our home uh, network of Access TV. 
I love it because there's so many different instances throughout the history of wrestling. Uh, you've heard of television championships, and that is something from the old territory days where that whenever you were on television and you were the television champion, you had to defend it. So it makes it really, really interesting. We have different rules for that, but I, I really like it because in this day and age, digital media dominates and there's a guy who used to be our digital media champion named Matt Cardona who at one point uh, named himself the internet champion when he was going by Zack Ryder in WWE so I think the influence of those two championships kind of led to the uh, arrival of the digital media championship I just I, I mean it makes so much sense once you say it but again the initial visual of somebody just being like, you know, like just running, just running out and be like, yeah, there's a lot of options. If we can get as many neck beards involved as possible, you know, we're, we're all about inclusion uh, in impact wrestling. So whoever wants to go after it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You'd be perfect for it, man. I used to have more hair that's moving to my neck for some it's reason. My, it migrates over time. And I'm sorry about that for you. Not for me. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to give you the cheap pop answer here about Albany's history and wrestling. So many different things, whether it's the Ric Flair Royal Rumble win way back when, whether it's an edge cash in, like we've seen these incredible Stone Cold's beer truck, like whatever it is, we go to the different variations of professional wrestling companies and everything else. But when you had the opportunity to call impact events, are there certain cities and maybe Albany's in this mix of you're looking forward to seeing that crowd reaction and that engagement? Because again, you as a broadcaster, like, you can feel that, man. Like it, you can have that happen when you have great wrestling fans behind you. Yeah, and Impact really does have a loyal fan base. It's awesome. Um, I, I think uh, Dallas, for sure, is near and dear to my heart just because that's where I made my Impact debut at the Hard to Kill pay-per-view back in January. That was such a special night and special weekend for me to be embraced by the company and by all the talent and everybody backstage. And then the fans on top of that, I was blown away. Uh, but Albany's cool. I've had a chance to work there a couple times with WWE. Um, I think doing, you know, raws and smackdowns. I don't believe I've ever done a pay-per-view there and somebody can correct me on that, but yeah, I I'm looking forward to it because I, I feel like at this point in my career in wrestling, I'm checking off things on the proverbial bucket list. So to be able to say that I've called every major event, for impact wrestling and now the biggest event that impact wrestling has to offer um it's humbling um it, it's very very special to be given the the title of being the voice of the company i don't take that lightly at all so I, i'm really excited about it and uh at the end of the day like when we call it the biggest event that impact wrestling does i don't have any inside information in terms of what they're doing special in terms of the venue or for the for the show itself i'm maybe going to learn some more in the next couple of days but like I'm really excited to see what we have in store because, like I said, with the Call Your Shot gauntlet and probably a lot of other situations, there's going to be some surprises. So it wouldn't be the biggest event of the year for nothing. Tom Hannafin with us, Levac and Gaz. It's Techies Tuesday, and I see that nerd Brian Myers has an open challenge for uh, for that digital media championship, and I, I challenge him to the one-chip challenge. I think we should go back to Hokey oh. online uh, or, or Tide Pods. I don't really care. I feel like I'd probably get hurt less if I did Tide Pods. <laughs> Oh <laughs> yeah, careful there. That the the chip thing I loved because like the one with Shaquille O'Neal on uh, Inside the NBA where he was like, "It's nothing, I got this." Ooh, and he just loses it a second later. Those are the best. So, uh, yeah, I'll tell Brian Myers just clip this and tell him that you called him a nerd, and let's see what happens in Albany. 
Yeah, listen, I, I'm, I'm not scared because, I mean, what's he going to do, ugly this up? Come on, it happens. That's why, that's why this whole visual medium we've added to the show was stupid, but but we did it We did it anyway. So it's what did. Mike and Mike was doing. Yeah, that was 20 years ago. We don't need to keep doing this. Right, and they had, like, makeup people and, like, they, you know, they you know, pro athletes and whatever, and now, you know, here we are, two fat guys from freaking Cap Region. Who were good on radio, and all of a sudden, guys goes, "People should see us." I'm like, "Oh, you want pity votes?" Okay, should cool. is a strong word. It's doing some it heavy is. lifting. Yeah, it, it, no disrespect. You guys are wonderful, but no, I'm with you. Uh, listen, I understand. You know what? Imagine how much worse him look after that nerd, Brian. <laughs> He'll mess you up. He'll mess I'm, you up. I'm gonna slowly, awkwardly pivot away to uh, the Believe Network. Shout out to our guys, Bron and Cam. By the way, those guys do an awesome job. Yeah, they're great. Radio Row, man. Talk about good-looking people, unlike us do. Ron, Cam, awesome people. You do some great Penn State football coverage over there to the Penn State show. Let's talk a little college football. The Nittany Lions, man, they're having a great season so far. Yeah, uh, for those that are interested in this crossover between wrestling and then Penn State football, uh, you can check out my podcast called Pater to Penn State Football Show. It's myself and uh, former Penn State and NFL and XFL quarterback Matt McGloin. And every single week we're giving you previews and recaps of all the games. Uh, we're diving into a bye week right now. Penn State just came out of a rainy, ugly win at home against Northwestern. Uh, we're all trying not to get too excited because I think a lot of people have been down on Penn State the last two years. Uh, I've been one of those people. They were perfectly 500 between 2020 and 2021. So they seem to be moving the right direction. They're number 10 in the country. They're 5-0. and They have a bye week here, and then it's a really brutal stretch in October. You're at Michigan. You're home against Minnesota in a whiteout, famous whiteout at Beaver Stadium. So that'll be great. And then you're at Ohio State to end October. I don't see how Penn State comes out of that with at least one loss. So this could be a very different opinion that I have of this football team in just a matter of weeks. But right now, enjoying the bye week. Everybody's trying to get past this rain that's going on, especially here in the Northeast. And uh, my, my best, everybody in the Southeast that really got hit hard by Hurricane Ian. But we are all just trying to bunker down right now and wait for next week. And everybody on the roster that needs to get healthy, get healthy. But so far, so good. <laughs> Well, listen, please tell McLoin that as a Raiders fan, I appreciate him trying to make that steaming pile of a roster that he had around him good while he was stuck. He did a good stretch, man. He really he did. did. He did. He, and it's, if there was anything around him, if they hadn't burned the whole team on Chibusto Russell picks, we would have had a shot of him actually being something with the Raiders, I think. God, I still love that story that I've seen all over the internet. Like, they sent him, like, blank DVDs, and then he's like, oh, what'd you look at? He's like, blitz packages. And they're like, there's nothing on those tapes, Jamarcus. <laughs> What are you doing? But he, but he had a perfect recipe for purple drink, and that's that's yes, soul. Yes, I, I, you know what? If like, ask yourself if you were given how much was he given as part of his contract? He was the first overall pick. It was hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah. Would you continue to play the most dangerous sport in the world, or phone it in and try and get fired so that you get your guaranteed money? I, I'm stupid. I would try to earn the money before <laughs> I got hurt. I mean, I listen. I just, I just challenged Brian Myers to. Uh, to uh, you did. Uh, you absolutely uh, did. So, <laughs> I'm obviously not that bright, but I would try to earn the money, and then, and then when I realized I couldn't, you know, that's when I would have a soft tissue injury. <laughs> that's perfect. Perfect. <laughs> I want to scoop, by the way, for next weekend because we know college game days in Lawrence this weekend. Penn State, Michigan seems like a very likely game day spot. You mentioned the whiteout coming up later in October, though. As a Syracuse football fan, they are the only school, one of like eight in the Power Five that hasn't had game day, and we think it's coming to the Carrier Dome for NC State. Uh, unbiased as much as you can, as you do believe Penn State colors, do you think that's a game day game coming the 15th, or does my orange have a shot hosting it? 
Um, I think the Orange do simply because Penn State does not. Penn State's been picked up for big noon kickoff on Fox, and they'll be playing Michigan at noon on Fox uh, on October the 15th. So I don't believe you're going to have any conflict unless Fox completely changes their mind on that. But I think with the sheer volume of Syracuse grads that work in sports broadcasting and especially work at ESPN – Dude, of all the times to get back on the horse since like Donovan McNabb was playing for Syracuse, now seems like it's going to be the time, especially before maybe they get the meat of the ACC schedule and they get knocked off or something like that. But Syracuse has been good. I've enjoyed watching them so far. It's nice to see them revitalize, and it's always nice to see one of these legendary programs come back to the former glory, at least starting to get back to that. That is a great point. Like everywhere we go, there's a Syracuse broadcasting person around. And it's the the fact that you they're not just getting random, you know, appearances anyway, because that's totally, you know, on brand for the four letter network. Like I, I it shocks me. That's a good like I, I'm shocked that you didn't get to to have your your game game day experience this year. That that quote right there is going viral. I'm just gonna chop that whole thing up and save that, frame that, like play it on a TV at my house. I'm not gonna answer that. Voice. You're welcome. You're welcome. I mean, so my experience with Syracuse, uh, I had actually applied to Syracuse when I was in high school. Um, I think in order to get into uh, what is it, Newhouse is the, yeah. the name of the College of Communications. You needed a 3.9, and I was like, what? Like. <laughs> I'm like I had, I had a good GPA. I think I was in somewhere in like the three four to three six range. I can't remember, but I was like, you know, no slouch. But while they're like, oh no, you need a three nine. I'm like, great. I don't think I'm going to this college, so uh, I went went elsewhere. So that's but see, that's why you're down to earth and not you know, like the rest of them. I'm just saying. Yeah, exactly. Definitely not a hater. Uh, my my sister's boyfriend is a Syracuse grad, so I also support Syracuse. So here we are. But yeah, you don't really have a choice at that point. I no, no, I don't. Uh, Tom Hannafin, you're going to be here uh, next weekend, uh, Bound for Glory at the Albany Armory. And uh, we're, we're looking forward to an impact back in the Capital Region for the first time in way too long. Um, you know, this is going to be a lot of fun. And if that if that nerd Brian Myers wants to go one-chip challenge with me for, for the digital media title, I'm, I'm in. I'll do it. I'd I'll love to see it. I'd love to see it. Yeah, uh, for for anybody listening, that is this Friday, October seventh. It's live on pay per view and Fight TV. If you can make it out in Albany, uh, not only will we have the live pay per view on Friday the seventh, but on Saturday the eighth, we have all the fallout from Bound for Glory as we tape a few weeks of television for Access TV. Tickets are on sale now at ImpactWrestling.com for both those events. So if you can't make it to Albany, please check out the pay per view. Please watch on Access TV. Uh, as someone who's worked in wrestling now for 10 years, and I can you can say I'm biased because they're giving me a paycheck, this is the best wrestling show that you can get right now. So I hope a lot of people come out and enjoy it. And uh, team captain Brandon Cisse is going to be there Saturday night. Yes, we didn't even talk about the NAL. Yeah, gear. Can yeah. we get this guy Tom Anderson some Empire some stuff, it, I know. We gotta talk about the, we got to talk about a little arena football. Yeah, so the the Empire, you know, win another championship. I'm now actually uh, splitting time. I'm part owner of the Columbus Lions now. So I'm. Oh I'm yeah, you and I had talked about that a while yeah. ago. That's yeah. great. So that's been uh, that's been a lot of fun, a nice challenge. But the guys need me this weekend because you guys are here. So uh, north of the Mason Dixon line, and I get to uh, I get to go back to being uh, you know a three time champion Empire guy instead of a uh, no time NAL champion yet. 
Columbus Lion guy. <laughs> <laughs> not yet, not yet. That's really cool. No, I've been an Arena Football League fan since the Philadelphia Soul got started in the uh, the Nick Browder era quarterback. For anybody that remembers that, that led to Tony Graziani and some really nice years and a couple uh, Arena Football uh, championships. So I, I always liked Arena Ball. So you and I connected. Uh, I think it was during Super Bowl season last year, uh, uh, the three of us for that matter. So I was like, oh, I am so into arena football. And I don't know anybody else that is also into arena football like I am. So uh, I'm glad you're working for both teams, man. They need you. Excited to do it and, and excited to be a part of Impact. And uh, hopefully we can, uh, you know, get in there, have a great time and, and not embarrass ourselves. That's that's the goal. That's See, the goal. Yeah. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. Thanks back, for having me on, guys. Hand, who knows? With the, with the mascots running around, you never know what could happen. So, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys for having me on, and hopefully I'll see one or both of you guys this weekend. Absolutely, Tom. Yeah, you will. We'll be there. We'll definitely Sweet. be there. So We'll see you soon. Tom Hannafin, everybody. Impact Wrestling. ImpactWrestling.com. Get your tickets now for Friday and Saturday, and uh, we're going to have a blast. A lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of fun. Awesome reconnect with Tom right there. Yes. Really cool. It's been too long, man. His voice so is too cool. good. I don't like his voice. Oh, man. The I don't microphone, like the look, TV. Voice is too good. Too good. If you're looking to look good, Lillian David Fine oh. Jewelers is the spot. Look at that. That's how you work it. Take notes, kids. 10-year anniversary, See by the way. See if that nerd Brian Myers can go to, to Lillian David. All this is getting tagged, by the way, on the video of Tom Hannafin. So there you go. Lillian David Fine Jewelers, 10-year anniversary. On Saturday, right? Like, cool. I'm going to get my ass kicked on Saturday. Myers? I think you can take him. Stanley Cardona's bit, digital media champ. You got to kidding me. Get out of here. <laughs> Route 50, the shops of Wilton is your spot for Lily and David Fine Jewelers. We hope you support them. If there's anything you've learned from Impact Wrestling or Levac and Gaz, it's that family-owned and operated businesses, especially with the holidays on the way, is where you want to go. Guys, we're talking 70% off orange-marked jewelry. If you know what I'm talking about, you can stop into Lily and David Fine Jewelers. If you don't, head over to their Facebook page for more information. Lily and David Fine Jewelers, where you can find out about the 10th anniversary celebration going on. Guys, I'm telling you, you're going to wait during Christmas and the holidays. You're going to say, what am I going to get her? Now's the time. You don't have to tell her when you want it. Take advantage of this great deal going on. Support people like Alyssa and David who have helped Levac and I. There's the wedding band right there. Wow, my fingers look bizarre on that visual sign. <laughs> God. Lily and David Fine Jewelers, even if you have weird fingers on the video, they will help you find what she's looking for more importantly. Lily and David Fine Jewelers, when you stop in this 10th anniversary celebration month, tell me you heard about it from right here on Levac and Gaz. Can you, can you imagine if somehow I was able to get my hands on the digital media Impact Wrestling title belt, <laughs> I would instantly head right over to our former employees and go, employers and go, thought I wasn't good at this part. Uh-huh. Digital <laughs> what champion. Up? Digital Look at this. media champ in the house. Here's the top seven ghosts that have taken a dump in the capital region. <laughs> How's that title, huh? <laughs> Two inside of a joke, I hope not. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, and I even wrote about sports when I did it. Oh yeah. so there. where's our boy Monty to write a comment? <laughs> we need him. Uh John Danielle is alive. Or at least, at least, at least posting. Hello, all. I want to see him Sunday. Where was he? We were having some fun John Danielle conversations, and he was nowhere to be found on Sunday. Maybe he'll be back here this Sunday at the hideaway. We're back. We don't, we don't, Haps and teams. We don't need that. Okay. We don't need that. All right. He's just—he's not—he's—he's—he's he's, he's got a lot less to talk about right now with the way the Bears are playing. That's what the—that's the deal is there, my friend. He's not—he's not very—he's not, very, not a very happy Bears fan. Like, see, like, as a Raiders fan, I'm just like, all right, it is what it is. You know what I mean? Like, I, whatever. Like, they're either going to be great. One one year, they'll just turn it all around and everything will be fine. This year so far, eh, 
a nice win last week. It was nice. It was it was nice to get that done. Should we should we go into the not so rapid recap for yes. NFL Week Four? All let's right, let's do, do that. All right, uh, we would have music, but any music guys can afford for Godzilla Media sucks. So we will go music free. <laughs> the not so rapid recap. We've already hit the New York teams, but I'll just do the scores real quick for you. Uh, of course, uh, the Giants get the big victory over Do- John Daniels. Oh. <laughs> uh, Bears twenty to twelve. Zach Wilson and the Jets, 24-20 over the Steelers. Kenny Pickett makes his debut. Looks like a gamer for baby hands. Yeah, it looks like a gamer. Baby hands Pickett. Yeah, baby hands. 23-20, the Bills top of the Ravens. I would look for both those teams to just smack the crap out of the people this week well, uh, because they both look very angry by the end somehow. All right, and now into the games that, uh, that we haven't talked about yet. Let's start with that Raiders game. Oh, okay. Uh, if that's all right with you, I'll start with the yeah. Raiders. The Raiders. Beat the Broncos 32 to 23. Ugly, ugly game. The Broncos are freaking terrible. Coach Buddy Hackett, Mr. Limited, Russ Wilson are stealing money from the city of Denver. And I will tell you this I learned a very interesting stat about the Raiders and the Broncos. Did you know the Denver Broncos have never beat the Las Vegas Raiders? The Las Vegas Whoa. Raiders are 5 and 0. Oh. Against the Denver Broncos. Yeah, that is a very good stat. I would yeah. not have known that. That's yeah. a classic. Did you know right there? Yeah, uh, not, every, not everybody can win when they gamble with Vegas. You know what I'm saying? I'm glad your Raiders won because so am I. last week people were talking about them if they're the worst team in the NFL because they're the worst record. They're not. Like it's not even close. The Raiders are far from being the worst team in the NFL. Oh, far is a strong term. Denver, the Broncos, they've been bad this season. Bad. They've actually gotten worse because Javante Williams has now a torn ACL. And Melvin Gordon, I'm a Melvin Gordon fan. Told you the connection from high school, his high school coach, my high school coach, the same person, Gary Akion, Bradford High School for him. He needs to potentially be cut from the NFL. Like, if Williams did not get hurt, Melvin Gordon's career would have been over because he's about eight years into this, 29 years old, machine, and not only just fumbling, he's not getting even hit. He went on the, oh my goodness, he went on the bar stool, busting with the boys with Taylor Luan there, and is having like these fumble-itis dreams. Oh. He's like admitting to it. So they had to go sign Latavius Murray. So now Latavius Murray's been picked up from the practice squad. <sighs> that turd. Even though he just scored in the Saints game on yeah. the London game. So he's now the running back for the Broncos. That game is more about the future of the Raiders. Glad they're on pace. And Denver has some serious issues in that backfield. And and Jacobs looked great. Jacobs looked he did freaking in a contract great. year, too. He always seems to run all over the Denver Broncos. But 144 yards, two touchdowns for Mr. Josh Jacobs. Uh, moving on, uh, let's. Uh, speaking of uh, Chip Chip Cheerio, there the the London game ends with a double doink. Vikings 28 25 over the Saints. Uh, anytime you get a chance to say doink, you just rock it out. You get it done. And a double doink sounds like a doink fight to me, my friends. Justin Jefferson, one of the top players He's in awesome. the NFL, with his performance, you and I kept turning around, being like, "Is that Jefferson again?" Yeah. Is that Jefferson again? Who's, who's gritty was better, Wilson or Jefferson? Jefferson. What? He, I would put him as the power rankings for gritty. Oh, his is number on. one. Minnesota's got an all-time freak on their team. And New Orleans? Doesn't backup quarterback, Taysom Hill. Don't you Andy give Tolman. a little extra credit to the dude who wasn't even allowed to have caffeine in college? Doesn't he get a little love for that? <laughs> Style points, I guess. Something's so. good. I mean, he started in a hole. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to look at something really bad. I knew where you're going. I'm like, you better get to the next game. <laughs> All right. Uh, Falcons versus Browns was a poop game. Dirty Birds win 23 20. I'm sorry. Dirty Birds. Yeah. They, yeah. They, they, they lost Carter Patterson. 
So they yeah. still lost. And, and just be aware for fantasy owners, this is a big deal. It's, he's been put on the IR, but the IR is no longer season ending. He's on the IR till week nine. I'm in a league where somebody had a very good team with Patterson, went zero running back theory. Our guy Boston Dan loves it. Yeah. But the manager forgot that IR is not a season ender like it used to be. So just be aware, even though it says IR. Uh, for Atlanta, I know that's a big injury. Are they the best team in the NFC South? Uh, ooh, no, no, no. Right? There's a little hesitation all of a sudden because of how um, bad that division got. Quit. No, because you still, I mean, it's still, it's still Tampa, isn't it? Isn't it Tampa? Yeah, I think so isn't too. It? Wow, that's the South so one. The yeah. South went south. Yeah. I, I, I like the coaching with the Falcons. I definitely like, I like, again, I've said this before. I like where the Falcons are headed. I just don't think they're there yet. The Falcon defense under Art the Fart Smith is basically ah. it's basically the Georgia Bulldogs in that same area where it feels like they don't have positions. They just put yeah. 11 guys on defense. I don't know if you're a safety, a linebacker, or a defensive end. Just put 11 really fast guys on defense, and they'll tackle people, and we'll figure it out, and that's how we're going to play defense. Well, that's what, what Perry Fuel, when he was yeah. the defense coordinator for the Giants, he called it the amoeba defense. Mm-hmm. So they're, maybe they're just doing the the amoeba. That's what they've got going on there. But again, it's it's I like what they're doing. They just don't have a lot of talent. I think if he is get, is he's granted the time to build the team the way he wants to, Falcons could be onto something. It could be a lot of fun to watch. Cowboys love affair with Cooper Rush continues. They top the Commanders twenty five ten. Could Dak Prescott be headed to Miami? <laughs> you you you. Uh, <laughs> who's out of Dallas faster, Prescott or McCarthy? Which one? We're trashing McCarthy a bunch. That was one of his better games in a while. I'll, I'll give, I, I I'll give think, McCarthy uh, that. He's not going to get a lot of wins out of us, but that's one of them. In spite of Who did I mock? Was it, boy, was it our guy Jay? It might have been Jay Larkin who I mocked. Somebody asked the question to us. How dare you? Is the Cowboys offense, I want to make sure I get this right, more effective with Cooper Rush? Because I think there's a difference between effective and efficient. Efficient means he can do a bunch of different things, right? Like you're going to get yeah. the job done and have more skill set. Effective. Uh, Cooper Rush is a lot better than I thought. Like he, he's an NFL quarterback, and I'm not saying that because like, oh, obviously he's in the league. Like, is he the next Kevin Cobb, Matt Schaub, a guy who plays well in a in a spot start, and he's gets, the one who gets goes. another job? Yeah, and then yeah, yeah, because he's good. Um, I I would say that what he does is, while faced with far lower expectations, plays within the system. Yeah. So mm-hmm. like Dak Prescott can do way more than than. Uh, Cooper Rush can do. However, he also tries to play hero ball, which means he makes mistakes. Cooper Rush making less mistakes because he's playing within the system, letting the rest of those stars do their work. I'll say this about the Cowboys, too. If this wasn't Dallas, like Jerry Jones isn't going to fire himself as the GM. That's fair. But if this was another franchise and they fired the GM, the Dak Prescott thing you said is actually plausible. Like we gave this guy a ton of money. We've got a yeah. backup who's way cheaper, who's efficient and effective now. Uh, we're going to make a move. But that's just not going to happen because it's Dallas and Jones isn't going to fire himself. Do you think Jerry Jones is pissed off that they're playing well right now? Because it's like if he could have had Dak out, they they spiral. Then he goes and gets Sean Payton to replace McCarthy, but now he can't get rid of him. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like, do you think there's like a part of him is just sitting there going, son of a bitch. Just looking at the cop. I do what I want, but I want to do it faster. 80, 80 million is Zeke. Come on. <laughs> what do I do now? Uh, all right, uh, moving on in uh, this game. I mean, you want to talk about exciting. It's a good thing that AB showed us uh, the D because there wasn't any in the Seahawks-Lions game. Uh, Geno Cooks 
and the Seahawks win 48 to 45. This game, breakneck speed. I mean, just Detroit, their defense is water weak. Uh, Seattle, you would expect a Seattle team that's winning basically because they're very well coached to do it based on defense. But no, Geno Smith is a legit NFL quarterback right now under Pete Carroll. This might be a segment. I know a lot of other shows do a social media post of the day, tweet of the day. Maybe we start adding this into this uh, rapid recap because Dan Arlovsky killing it on social media this NFL season so far. He said, if the Lions had a bad defense, they'd be three and one. Their defense is historically bad, awful, <laughs> terrible. Like, that's it. If you had a bad defense, you'd be three and one. If there was like a Sunday ticket where you could just buy Lions games, like for like, I don't know, $2 a game, best investment you could buy because it's constantly entertaining. A fun game. Uh, Geno Smith, you mentioned him like he's playing really well. Rashad Penny finally lived up to what people thought he could be as a first round pick. Jared Goff. I mean, he's doing yeah. well. Guys with a lot little of these hands guys had a good, good weekend. Yeah. Guys with little hands had a good, good, good weekend. Um, yeah. It, TJ it Hawkinson, by the way, sorry to cut oh. you off, but like he had one of the best tight end games we might see all season. Well, and when you lose uh, DeAndre Swift, but then Jamal Williams goes out and still gets you 100 yards on the ground. Uh, pretty impressive stuff. Again, the, the, no defense at, at all. Like none. Just, they, they just forget about the defense and just get ready. Like they had to repaint the end zones three times during that game just to make up for all the, the, the ground traffic that was going on there. Uh, listen, here's the deal. I'm not sure anymore, guys. Are the Titans better than I think or are the Colts worse? Titans beat Colts 24-17. to 17. I hope you're going to like this analogy. and Maybe I'm not the best person to present it, but isn't there like a single girl that you're with friends about and you're like, okay, why isn't she dating somebody? She's very good looking. She seems to have a decent job. Like, why aren't? I feel like you're talking about me. And then all of a sudden, like the people who are like really close to her, they're just like, no, you know, like that's what it feels like with Colts fans and Frank Wright and that whole franchise. Like (laughs) they knew before all of us there were issues. And I was like, no, 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 there's no problem with the Colts. And all of a sudden they take the field against the Titans. You're like, oh, shit, it's bad. Like the whole thing. Jonathan Taylor gets hurt. Michael Pittman's hurt. Injuries are a part of it. Shaq Lawson busts his nose. But boy, man, the Titans, I know it's a seven point finish in that one. There were times they felt two or three touchdowns bigger than Indianapolis and that Colt fan base did have expectations way higher than this. And that's just a bad team taking the field all of a sudden. What I, I, I get, there should have been a, a leeway, a grace period for the Colts for Frank Reich. When, you know, when Andrew Luck just walks away out of nowhere, I get that. But like the analogy I would give is you've got a friend who seems to have it all together. Good job. Good looking dude, everything. But he just keeps dating these Fucking trainers. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> like, like everybody knows Carson Wentz has been everywhere. Like, it's you, you don't have to, whatever. I, oh, I'm bringing Carson Wentz home. Why? All right, Carson Wentz. Oh, thank God he finally got rid of Carson Wentz. Hopefully, he'll pick up a nice young woman in the draft. It'll be great. Hey, what's left of Matty Ice? Matt Ryan? Like, yeah. what? Like, you just, like, he looks like Rob Snyder's character in Grown Ups. Showing up with an old lady. Like, I mean, that's what it feels like. So that's, I, I just, I don't get it. It doesn't make sense. I think Frank Reich's a hell of a coach. I would, I hope this isn't one of those situations where he's like, no, I want to win with a guy who's as old as I am. Or like, and it's like a GM is, is forcing him to take these other, these other QBs because it makes, it makes absolutely no sense. Uh, how about the Jags? Jags look very good. Get up to a 14 nothing lead over the Eagles. Then the Eagles just go, hey, by the way, we're really freaking good this year. Our systems are solid. We're going to win this game 29-21. to 
Philly, better team in the game, balanced across the board. Another fun team to watch so far this season. Let's sit on the Jags, I think, for a little bit, Peter, because comfortable. You, you've, you've been a big Jag fan this season. I, I believe I took – I got to go back and look at my pick. I thought I took Jacksonville with the points in this one. I got to go back and double check. I think you did. But it's about Trevor Lawrence. Like, I, Who do we have to talk to about criticizing Trevor Lawrence? Do we got to call Fox? Do we got to call ESPN? Do we got to – he had five turnovers. Like, when do we just got to admit? We're 20 games into this with Trevor Lawrence. He's playing terrible. He's awful. Didn't you like just learn last week? Didn't you say he was good? Yes. <laughs> just are you I went full Stugatz him every time? Okay, with full Stugatz, um, you caught me there. I did. Listen, I I think the Eagles are playing really solid football. I think Jalen Hurts is legit. Uh, Miles Sanders looks like healthy, healthy, and their defense made a a young Jags team look vulnerable. And and, and it could have. I mean, it could have went either way. There's a lot of points in this game where it could have gone either way. Zay Jones, I despise you for getting scratched in warmups. One of my fa- how could you do that? I'll let that go eventually. But back to Trevor Lawrence. Maybe I'll go back so and say words, he's you had Zay Jones in your fantasy football roster. Sure did. Okay. I tied and if I got him out of there. But ser- seriously about the Trevor Lawrence thing. He's not going to get traded. He's not going to get dumped. But at some point we can put him in a Darnold discussion of, wow, he's not as good as people thought he was. He's not the or, savior to the franchise. Or he'll go back to doing what he was doing the rest of the season. And you'll come on here next week and tell us how brilliant he is what's the next game <laughs> <laughs> uh the next game is the, the uh, texans continue to just be good enough to make teams nervous but they fall 34 24 to justin herbert and the chargers um i think the most important thing to take away from this game is that the medical staff for the chargers either learn the appropriate way to give a pain-killing shot into the rib cage, or he didn't have one. <laughs> Tyrod is looking up. Yeah, and going, hey, man, yeah. how, about, how, about, how about you guys figure out how to do my ribs? The Chargers just blasted Houston so fast, and Houston got up, and they're like, are we already knocked out? Oh, the, you're yeah. still counting? Where, where's my corner? What's happening? Let me toss one at you. This is completely random. It's more focused on one player. Austin Eckler, okay? Mm. Austin Eckler has a bunch of touchdowns, looks really good in the game. With injuries and everything that's happened, are you willing to say he's as high as like a top three running back now in the NFL? I, just like at this moment, injuries factored in, like players who are really good who are not on the field right now. Kamara, Ed Cook, is Eckler like a th- the top three running back in the league? Because that's a huge compliment for the Chargers. Who would I take before him? Right, I would take Chubb. I would take Kamara. Maybe Barkley, and that's it. Barkley. I don't know. Like you said, the injuries are always are as interesting with him. The thing that is both I both love and hate about him is he's like the modern day Maurice Jones Drew, where he's he'll have a really really good game and he's very exciting. Maybe even has a stretch of good games. So he kind of falls off a bit, but he's also aware of his fantasy football value. <laughs> so like you can have like he'll have a conversation about himself in that realm as well, which is like. Like, yeah, how dare you? What? Oh, wait, we're nerding now. Okay, I'll nerd with you. Like, so I, I don't know how I feel about him. He's a, he's okay. a, he's a supreme athlete. He's when everything's right, it's really right. But when everything's wrong, it's really bad. Speaking of really bad, um, you know, all coaches that have uh, some job security, please take a step forward. Not, not, not you, Matt Roll. You stay right. You stay right where you are. <laughs> the uh, Arizona Cardinals take down the Toothless Panthers, twenty-six to sixteen. Baker Mayfield looks terrible. You know how like you have these conversations when when Mayfield was in Cleveland and you're like, wow, you know what? 
I wonder if there's like, is he, where is he? He's like an average quarterback. What would he be with like bad coaching, good coaching? Is it what's good? We now know what he looks like with terrible coaching. He is awful. They are awful. There's, I, I, who's out of there first? That's, I guess that's the question. We've talked about fun teams to watch for non New York fans when you hit the rapid recap. So if you're bouncing around your remote, Never stop on the Panthers. This no. is a true article posted by Luke DeCook, who covers the team for the <laughs> Charlotte News Observer. Here's the headline, LeVac. I hope I it's like Luke the Cook. Like he's like his nickname. <laughs> now I see uh, it. It's, it's Luke DeCock, which is I didn't oh, say. Darn it. Oh. I should have just read it. Uh-huh. This is Luke DeCock's. I heard he's real dick. Headline in the Charlotte Observer. No, the News Observer. Now you've got me the all stiff story. Enjoy the fall weather. Get a new hobby. Adopt a pet. Live a little, whatever. With apologies to Frankie and Johnny Hecker, these unwatchable Panthers are no longer <laughs> worth your time. Yikes! A hot take to hell. Just obliterated the team in October second. How about Christian McCaffrey nine catches, eighty-one yards, and a touchdown? And like, I still felt like uh, your boy on red zone was bored with him. Like it's just like, like <laughs> yeah. it was just like oh, whatever. Here he comes again, Christian McCaffrey. Making something out of nothing. Interesting. And I still feel like they're not using McCaffrey enough, but now every team knows that. Like this, right. the scouter, we mentioned this in the pregame at the Hideaway. The scout reports are on both of these teams. Fresher Kyler Murray, because he's got no running back, and make Matt Rule have some uncomfortable ways to look at that offense because Baker's so bad right now, man. So the worst stretch of his career in Carolina. And if he's this bad, how bad Sam Darnold? That they're not even mentioning. I know he was hurt. I know he was yeah, hurt, but like right. the Darnold buzz is not exactly palpable down in Carolina. I, I wonder like if if Frank Reich had got Baker Mayfield or Sam Darnold, would either one of them be any good right now? Because like what do you like he keeps going for these guys that there's nothing left in the tube. Maybe if you got one of these guys that's like, all right, listen, I can save you. Instead of like, oh no, I can squeeze a little more out of you. Like I, I, just, really, I just thought about like, Rivers. Here we go. I thought about Colt fan. Like, hey, Colt fan, what do you think about this idea? We're gonna give you Baker or Darnold, and like, not another girlfriend, not another. <laughs> please, Philip no. Rivers, Carson Wentz. Yeah, you should take somebody who's under the age of fifty. Uh, <laughs> all right, hey, uh, Patriots. Uh, Mac Jones gets hurt. Brian Horry gets hurt, and then Zap. They've got another Tom Brady. This kid, like I know the stats weren't one hundred percent amazing, but Patriots end up losing twenty seven twenty four in overtime to Green Bay. Bailey Zap from Western Kentucky had some throws out there. Pat says Bailey. Like I think I think that's why the real the real reason that we're hearing about a breakup between Giselle and Tom Brady. She's trading in the, for the newer model. <laughs> She's looking for a little a little zap in her life, if you know what I'm saying. A little, Little Bailey's in her coffee. You I know was, what I mean? I was doing the fake, stupid Massachusetts accent over the top, obnoxious, and I kept calling him Zappe. And I don't even know if that's his name because I'm just being obnoxious through the whole game. I know you mentioned Western Kentucky. You, you talk about the most sucker bet of the year right. at Packers at nine and a half. And there I went. Yeah, both being of us. a sucker of us right, right there, sat right on it in New England. Are we suckers, or is that just uh, is that a weird Packers team? Because when you've got when you've got you can audibly discern the screaming and swearing that Aaron Rodgers is doing at his center about snapping the ball to the point where Tony <laughs> Romo has to stop and go, I believe what he said was like, and make fun of it. Like it's that Packers team is in trouble. The Christian Watson reserve reverse was a good play. The first Lambo leap for him. Yeah. It, it's strange about green Bay and it's been the storyline from camp. A lot of these have not gone away. Aaron Rodgers and his teammates, they hate each other. Everybody yeah. hates Aaron yeah. Rodgers, and it shows on the field. That's a good TV show. Everybody hates Aaron. Uh, New England, by the way, 
Are they done with the playoffs now with no quarterback? I, I you gotta think so, but again, who it's weird that we can sit here and look at a team that doesn't have an offensive coordinator that's got an old defensive minded guy doing your offensive plays, all these things, and they're still potentially the best game plan in football each and every week. So if it comes down to X's and O's, not Johnny's and Joe's, they might be able to go ahead and get this thing done. Uh, maybe. I don't know. Who knows? Hey, Drake Nation, here we are. Speaking of uh, the old, the, the older version of Bailey Zappi, uh, the Chiefs and the Bucks, you know, put on a show, man. Patty Mahomes, though, a little razzle-dazzle and uh, just a little too much for old man Brady. Chiefs take this thing down 41-31. to 31. It's not fun watching <laughs> your favorite team play against Patrick Mahomes. You and I oh, know this. <laughs> oh, whoa. You want to do it once a year. I know it hurts. Because there's times during the game, too, you're, like there was that play in the red zone where Mahomes is like spinning around, and I just like, holy shit, that's a great play. I'm like, no, no, that's against the Bucs. No, no. Like The instincts of watching me are just like, God, man. There are fans. We talked about this earlier in the show about young football fans getting to watch these impressive athletes and make plays. Favre sort of did that stuff. Oh yeah, no. Favre, Favre was the Favre was Pat Mahomes before Pat Mahomes. Because mm-hmm. we used to call it a Farvel. Like if you did the shovel pass, you did the thing behind your back. It was like Farvel, you know. And like you would call it when you did it. So no, he was he was there first. There's a reason why Brett Favre still leads the NFL in career interceptions. Yeah. Some of those are too exciting and too yeah. wild. Uh, Kelsey just ate Tampa alive. They just kept running the yeah. same play over and over. Tampa's offensive line is just in shambles. You should blitz every play at Tom, every single play. And I know that's been a storyline for 15 years, Blitz Brady, but it's not the same. Like he, He's not the same quarterback, and we've done it twice now on the show. The reports are out when we're live here that Giselle and Brady are officially done. Well, and you, the, the Bucks could not run the ball at all. And not only did uh, did did Clyde Edwards Eclair uh, run run really well, but also that the number ten I, Isaiah uh, Pacheo or whatever, from Rutgers, the seventh rounder, Andy yeah. Reid finding another one, just getting it done. So uh, very, yeah. I mean that that team is good. The yeah, I shouldn't say the team is good. Mahomes is good. The offensive weapons are stronger than you think they are. But he did get sacked three times. He will get the crap beat out of him. Bucks are not as bad as they look. They got to find a way to run the football. That's that's what that that comes down to. Uh, final game of the week is uh, Monday night. The 49ers best the Rams twenty four to nine. Two monster wide receivers go at it, but the real story, as always, is Jimmy G owns the Rams. Yeah, they're what that, that now eight. They won eight of the last eleven matchups. Yep, eight of the last eleven, and technically the one where Garoppolo doesn't start because it's Lance and it's a little weird. And then you know, remember that was the final game we thought would be Garoppolo. And he was saying goodbye to the fans at the end of the Rams NFC title game. That statement you had there about the Bucs, just move that over to the Rams. Cam Akers and Henderson still can't find anything. Stafford, maybe that injury back in August hurts more. Cooper Cup's still a beast. But watching some of those plays from the Rams, I mean, this it's hard for me to remember it's the NFC title game because both of these teams are not the teams they were before. And even San Francisco, they win by 15 points over a team that they wanted some revenge against, but that's Debo Samuel. Like there are some plays. I know Bobby Wagner went viral with hitting the stripper, whatever Uh, streaker gender reveal guy, but Debo is the beast, man. Awesome game by Debo Samuel. Yeah. Debo went off, but like, it's weird to me because I hear everybody saying like, the answer is OBJ. The Rams need to get OBJ. Uh, They were talking about during the broadcast. They still have his locker ready to go. Cooper cup, 14 catches, 122 yards. Tyler Higby, 10 catches, 73 yards. Like, you still got weapons. Like, you got dudes out there. Like, I think you're right. It's more fixed to the run game. If anything, like, 
try to get Whitlock to come out of retirement, play for another another season at at five thousand years old or whatever he is. They can't even give you his age name, but there's carbon datum. But it's it, it's just got Whitworth. Uh, you were thinking Jason Whitlock uh, is what you're thinking thing. of. I Although I thought that just as funny. Yeah, exactly. He can right. block some people. <laughs> I think it'll work. I think it would too. And plus, just giving hot takes plus, while he's pushing people around. I'd love to see him get hit too. I mean, I wouldn't. All right. So here's something I noticed Uh-oh. from all these games. No, this is real. The QBs for this weekend. So QBs who led their team in rushing, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Russell Wilson, all three of them led their team in rushing. Josh Allen gets to win. The other two don't. Second on their team in rushing in either carries or yards or both. Jalen Hurts, Kyler Murray, Daniel Jones, Joe Burrow, Zach Wilson, Derek Carr, Cooper Rush, Geno Smith, Ryan Tanhill, all in wins. Justin Fields, Teddy Bridgewater, and Kenny Pickett, all in losses. All those guys just listed were second on their team, either carries or yards or both. Hmm. So, like, the quarterbacks are not staying in the pocket. They're getting out of the pocket. They're handling business. Some of them extremely effective. Others just enough to make you respect them. Like Derek Carr had some nice runs on Sunday that I was impressed with because he is historically he gets like that first down, but he doesn't slide. He tries to go a little farther. He fumbles through the end zone. It's a touchback or whatever. So like for him to get to make the runs he made, get out of bounds or get down was very good to see. But a lot of these quarterbacks showed a little dual threat. The stat that I sent you in Boston, Dan, was Saquon Barkley is the lowest scoring running back fantasy football-wise over a month since 1997 with Curtis Martin. And that stat you just laid on me, I paused and listened to all that because I'm wondering what it means. Does it mean that teams aren't relying on running backs anymore? Is it just the evolution of offense? Is zero running back? And I, I brought up the fantasy term because I wonder if zero running back is just what the NFL is now, that if we have these threats, our our goal is to get first downs. And when you listed off all those quarterbacks that on a second and five, a third and 11 can take off, I would hate to be a running back because those are stats that have shown it off. You know, people always talked about you don't need a top wide receiver to win in the NFL. Teams didn't have to have that. Running backs was always in that mix. Boy, it does not look better for that position for the future. Well, some of these guys were the second leading rusher. It's like, it, it is like eight, nine, 10, 15 yards, something like that. But it is, I think, I think what it comes down to is you need to have a running game. Like, I think a lot of teams tried to do what the Patriots did during the, the dynasty, where they would just, it was all short handoff stuff after Corey Dillon. So I think what you're, what you're seeing now is teams who weren't built for it are forced to run out of the pocket. You know, obviously, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Russell Wilson, like, you know, Jalen Hurts, Kyler Murray, those guys are built for it. Justin Fields are built for it. They, can, they have the strong arm, the big legs. They can get going where they need to go. Daniel Jones has proven that he's pretty fleet of foot as long as he doesn't get hurt. Um, but, like, you know, Patrick Mahomes was third on his team. There's a bunch of guys who had yards and, and, and did some stuff, but I think you need to have some semblance of an actual running game. And a lot of teams aren't built to run the ball right now. No. They so. just either, either tried to stay away and thought this is good enough or they've had injuries. And that's been a big theme of this first month of the season. Some teams are going to cool off. Some teams are going to stay hot, LeVac, as we head in October. That Ooh. is a not a bad segue to Johnstone Supply in worse. Troy. Yeah, there we go. October is here. The fall weather is here. We're telling you all about it. It's a great time, truly, to stay inside and watch your favorite sport events, unless, of course, LeVac and I are out and you can watch them with us. But if you need I to wouldn't. heat up your, if you need to heat up your home properly, the best way to do it is to call the experts, 518 518- 
518-272-5922. That is Johnstone Supply in Troy, 518-272-5922, or 6th Avenue in Troy, where you can stop in and find out about all the tools you can have for the fall project. <laughs> As it gets colder and colder, you might want to stay inside more, so hurry up, quit waiting, and make those things happen for you. George and his great team over at Johnstone Supply in Troy have been helping people for decades. They want to help you and your family, your home ownership, and more improve week in and week out as you get closer and closer to these winter months. One more time, 518-272-5922, Johnstone Troy NY, Johnstone Supply Troy NY on Facebook. Add that supply in there. And also that information is on our podcast side. If you're looking for more, check out our description for more on our friends over at Johnstone Supply and Troy, helping you stay warm this fall. All right, MLB almost done with the regular season. Yankees and Mets both have double headers today. Yankees are, are pretty much locked into the number two seed in the American League. Uh, so you get the win five four early. You got the uh, the the second game of their double header coming up. So it, basically, just watching them get situated, I think, is where we're at at this point. What's more awkward that Judge is oh, not it's that, that ESPN is telling me the probable pitchers for the night game are the guys who started the day game for the Yankees and the, <laughs> and the Rangers? Is that that's that awkward? Strange. That is very strange. That thing? Uh, the Judge hasn't hit 62 yet, or this whole six game wild card expanded playoff because it, it I'm not used to it yet. There hasn't even a first pitch yet, Levac, and I think I'm going to like it. You know me, I was pushing against the five team yeah. playoff, the one game of winner take all. I know it was good for TV. This has a better setup for a finish because the Mets and Braves are battling. Philly right. is officially right now. By that's way. right. Yes, at the time of this podcast, Philly is winning, so they're in. They knocked off the Brewers. There's some seeds that can dance, but not really that much. Uh, I think I'm okay with the postseason now that we figure out the bracket. Judge hasn't hit 62, and Yankee fans might have to wait to the ALDS. All that stuff's pretty positive, I guess. To say it out loud, unless you're a Met fan. I, I think everything is, is laying out pretty nicely. I'm, I'm pretty excited for the postseason this year. I feel like with everything that's been going on in the world of uh, arena football and everything like that, I lost track of some of the regular season games, so I'm excited that it's all coming together. Um, I, will, I will say that how good the Yankees farm system has looked right now, really smart to trade away Jordan Montgomery. That was a really smart job. Um. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you gotta remember the be. It's gotta be. Oh uh, man. But that's that's that neither here nor there. And uh, the Mets, like, you know, you're 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 in the dance. You you've been invited to the dance now. Uh, how how will you uh, how will that work for you? Will you be dancing from the rip, or will you get a little little breather before you go out there? Either way, those pitchers are gonna be scary to face uh, at that time. That's a big deal, though, if they're not getting the buy and then taking on San Diego and the opening expanded wild card round right I, I know the pitchers are far better for new york but just a best of three series by the way the yeah. risk the risk of this thing falling apart is a lot of meltdown for mets fans after a great season 100 wins yeah. 98 uh, yeah you still get 100 possibly but it's it's yeah this it's a great uh, year i don't think i like i know that i bet on a subway series so if that does come together look out i'm gonna be a problem um, but I don't think anybody really thought before the season that they were hundred percent be there. You know what I mean? They definitely, you know, nobody believed the Yankees would at this point. Cause remember that I was an idiot for thinking the Yankees were going to be on a tear, but, and it turns out I'm just an idiot for other reasons, but like this, to have them both be ready to go and, and look good. And, and you, you know, that there's aces and you know, that they've, they've got the talent. Like, honestly, if, if you told me I could go against 
Garrett Cole followed by Nestor Cortez and then Luis Severino, or I had to face DeGrom and Scherzer, I'm probably going to take my my chances with Cole. With those two, if if DeGrom and Scherzer do what DeGrom and Scherzer do and they get a little bit of run support, who wants them? No, they're up two nothing before you before the series even starts. And back to that expanded versus five to six teams. Matt fan can't complain because guess what? You would have been a wild card team. The Cubs and Brewers had to deal with this a few years ago. You had to pick between DeGrom or Scherzer in a one game wild card, and you could have had San Diego just get one hit and you lose the game two to one. We saw this years ago with DeGrom versus Bumgarner. It was a great game, it went 10 innings, and those guys couldn't get it done in that spot. So there you go. You had a best of three with San Diego. And then you figure it out after that. And to the Yankee point, uh, if it's Cleveland, if it's Toronto, that staff is going to look really strong. I'm not calling the Guardians. You're, I can't do it. You're going to call them the Indians. I call them the Indians. Right. I call them man. I mean, it's just I don't. The, the logo is ugly. The name is stupid. And it's just I get you had to get rid of Chief Wahoo. That was disrespectful. But, like, Carry yourself with some pride, and everybody will be fine with. Nobody's mad at the, you know, the, the fight in the line or the the four, you know, the four state Seminoles because they treat they're they're respectful about it. Be respectful, everything will be fine. Don't don't ugh, have to fight with a roller derby team for your freaking name. That's a great idea. Everything is fantastic. So if the Yankees end up playing the Indians in the Ooh. in the playoffs, I will uh, I will not refer to them as Guardians. Unless I refer to them as Guardians of Galaxy, and then I might be down. You hear me, Indian? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'll get it. I'll let you have it. I have a lot of respect for indigenous people, so but I refuse to call the, the Guardians. It's more of that than than the other part of it. Our pal, the fighting Justin Lattice. Who knows? Maybe we could call it the Cleveland like we used to when the oh. Indians and Yankees used to battle. Well, I he remember he wanted to be the Cleveland baseball club or whatever the hell. It He's was. banned from the show along with Alex Hooper. They, you're right. Banned for the postseason now. We'll only tweet you. <laughs> Dare you. All right, uh, you want to do Q and A or you want to do? Uh, yeah, we can do Q and A in the day. All right, we'll do. Let's do Q and A in the day, and then we'll uh, then we'll do the the other thing that we're gonna do. Um, I I'm looking to see. Uh, John Danielle said hello. Corey says hi. Uh, uh, Dan, our guy Boston Dan from Bros and Bourbon Podcast, give him a listen. I believe someone called this on the Bros and Bourbon Podcast. I'll give him a nice like on that question. Uh, Tom Brady and Giselle. That yeah. The first. All right. I think this is amazing. Like I think the the avalanche of just just sex that is about to fall into the lap of Tom Brady, and he's going to get alimony. She's worth more than he is. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so like this is like this forty like, five year old Tom Brady is about to be single in in Tampa, Florida, with an allowance. The, the only bad news for you you Bucks fans is. He's never going to put pants on again. Like, he's never going to play. <laughs> like, uh, you know, Matt Woods, who, who is uh, one of your fellow Hobart statesmen. Yes. And the uh, the new president of the Albany Empire. He's like, this is great because this means that Gronk and, and Edelman and everybody are going to pull up in a party boat and be like, yo, Tommy, let's go play some football. And they're going to go win one for you guys. And then and then they'll go off into the sunset on a, on a Gronk cruise, which, I mean, that might be the truth. But I think we now know why Brady looks so skinny dehydrated from all that that he's been getting you know what i'm saying all the wink wink you know what i mean that's science yeah oh yeah it makes it makes sense makes, it makes a lot of sense it's bizarre to think tom brady has now hit the point of an underdog because we don't want to see anybody's life especially with stuff like that go poorly this is going to be it for the bucks like i feel like it's been pretty obvious for everybody who's had the 
Brady train being followed of why do you know he'll be running trains all right mysteriously disappear for two weeks in camp he was going to retire then he didn't then you know that was that was probably like a last ditch like try to save the marriage vacation didn't work out now he's ready now he's ready what if he retires mid-season and goes back and the divorce doesn't happen is that worth it like is that is that possible i should say worth it because it's a marriage uh is it possible i think it's possible he retires i think anything's possible but I don't. Who says he wants to stay? Mm-hmm. Listen, you know Giselle's nice and all, but there's there's another world famous cover model out there. Wouldn't mind a little Tom Brady in her life. What, what did so, what did social media say that let's not act like Giselle's the best either because she also told Tom Brady to leave Bridget Moynihan who had his child with him to do yeah. you know like there's this isn't just like a one sided thing. Yeah, it's a little, man. Yeah. Let's not yeah. pretend relationships are supposed to make sense. Come on. Uh, Donovan wrote this one and he goes, Hey guys, did you see the JJ Watt post game press conference about JJ Watt's heart stopping during the week and him playing on Sunday? Um, go ahead, guys. Take a big Steven dump on, on JJ Watt. Go ahead. Donovan, I will fully admit, I saw the clip going viral of Watt in the press conference and I thought in my head, I'm not watching a JJ Watt press conference. <laughs> I'm not watching this crap. And I did not click it. So uh, shame on me for not seeing a clip. Maybe you've seen it, Levesque, and you can offer more perspective on it. I did no, not I, I don't. Like, I, Sorry, Donovan. Yeah. No, it's, it, I just know that how much you hate J.J. Watt, so I assume you think he made it all up. <laughs> I assume he yeah, – You know what? He did make it up. Now that yeah. she's, yeah, I, she's I, mentioned I, it, I, I think he did. Was, yeah. I assume that was the deal. <laughs> I, I just – I was ready for it either way. Um, I I, uh, yeah, I I hope that – I hope that his heart didn't stop. Like I'm hoping that's one of those things where like he just had to fart really bad, so he felt like he was having chest pains, and then he just wrecked one, and he was fine afterwards. That's what I was hoping. Uh, Ryan McCarthy, guys, I'll let you go first. Would you rather fight a hundred horses that are the size of ducks, or one duck that's the size of a horse? What do you got? I would definitely fight the one duck that's the size of a horse a hundred you're not going to win man they're just going to go at you and it's going to stress you out yeah, but think? they're all the size of a duck you're just like it's like it's you know it's like kicking poodles uh, you know it's i mean obviously you should never kick a poodle but but i'm just saying there's like the one giant duck he gets that bill on you yeah but if you get him in a chokehold bad neck just you know tap him out a little bit what's this what's how do you what makes you think ducks have bad necks look at this it's like a goose right a goose and a duck you just if, if you have like a snake if you had like a uh like a giant rabbit to help fight him or or a redneck with a double barrel rabbit season duck season then maybe i'm going for the i'm going for the little horses i feel like yeah. i could i feel like I feel like I could make an example of a couple of their leaders and the rest of them would get out of the way. You know, <laughs> I'll have to be brutal to a couple small horses. And uh, and after that's done, you know, I will be the lord of the mini horse and we will uh, we'll we'll fight street crime together, I think. No animals are harmed during the taping of this show, by the way, just in case PETA calls. But they back. could be. No, no, no. PETA, you roll up, horse. You've dealt with PETA, LeVac. You don't want them coming back. Screw screw that it's a lot armin geese are mean okay it's true they are mean geese are definitely mean um <laughs> i hear somebody call them uh like cobra ducks or something like that like something because <laughs> the way they're not, like, like so much. yeah it's like a weird um so all right so it's a that's about it for the uh, show techies tuesday live from techies fire and water restoration uh we're your best way back to normal check us online tefirewater.com lost a um a local uh, local sports uh, legend um who 
you and I had the honor of meeting and, and speaking to you on multiple occasions and um, probably one of the people that, that, that made the biggest switch in my mind as to what they were. So the first time we ever met Jim Sweeney, he scared the living crap out of me. Dude, so this is a guy, you know, this guy played 16 years in the NFL. Um, he's, his hands are the size of sledgehammers. And his voice is straight out of, like, central casting for intimidating, like, male figure, like, whether it be a dad, a coach, or whatever. And it turns out he's just, he's just one of the nicest guys. And if you, if you showed him the respect he deserved, he would return it. Uh, he was always pleasant to me. He was always nice to me. His daughter is wonderful, um, and, and that's that's the most I know about the, of the family. But uh, just a just a great all around guy. Gone way way too soon. Uh, Jim Sweeney, uh, former offensive coordinator of uh, the the Albany Great Danes and uh, former New York Jet um, Jet for ten years. I, I think I'm not sure if he's in the Ring of Honor or anything yet. Is he? I don't. No, but he no. had a great career with the Jets and the Steelers and the pictures that have come out and everything. And you mentioned that story about Coach. I know there was a story very similar. You and I were standing right next to each other on the sidelines, and Coach Catuso is so opening to the media, talking about letting people watch film if they want and interact, and if, as long as you do it professionally. And Coach will, yeah. Coach is so rare, talking about Coach Catuso, so rare yeah. that he comes over to the media during practice to just talk and interact. And Coach Sweeney, that voice, which is truly oh. a compliment, a roar, a roar would come out of his mouth. And when he turned to you during one of the camp days, and I thought Levac looked like a 10-year-old who was getting yelled at by his mom again, and he was just messing with him and just wanted him to like move in a certain spot in the drill. And I'm like, okay, he's having fun with us, and I think the best compliment I can give to somebody as a both person, as a coach, as a former athlete, is that you and I, I think, turn to each other and say, can you imagine playing for him as your coach? Yeah. Like that is, I hope the best compliment we can offer to somebody like Coach Sweeney that we wanted to play for him. We were yeah. there for just a small window, media session, watching the team play, and you and I both turned and said, "How much fun would it be to play for somebody like that and have somebody like that to learn from?" So, well, RIP and, and to then, Coach. And in in true like typical girl dad, like girl dad's a thing now. Shannon, his daughter that that I'm I'm friends with, and um, she's such a sweetheart. And you're just like, wait, how did that? There and then, like you see pictures of them together, and you realize that 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 giant ogre's heart would melt, and he would, you know, he was there for his daughter whenever she needed him, um, just like any of his friends, any of his players, any of his family. So, uh, R.I.P. Coach Sweeney, man, we uh, we miss you already, and um, that's that's what I got about that. Uh, I guess I guess uh, you know, in in true sappy fashion, because of that, life is short. Tell somebody you care about them before you can't. 